Hello and welcome to Rigore, the football podcast that acts as a pick-me-up. No matter how badly your team are doing, our teams will always do worse. Uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi and I'm joined by my cousin. I'm Giancarlo and uh, yes, I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I am permanently in a bad mood if this is your first episode. Uh, Get used to it because I'm a Venezia fan and even in Serie B... The, the the bad moods continue but we'll get on to that in a minute but um before we get on to our respective teams and their performances this weekend we have to pick up from what we've just witnessed in Turin uh Juve 2 Salernitana 2 but that hardly tells the story of the game no absolutely not it was a ding dong I mean it looked to me like it was going to be Max Allegri's farewell later at half time. They were yeah. they were two 0 down and playing rubbish. To be honest, I mean Salernitana were were worth their lead. Were more than were more than worth their lead, and then ran out of steam a bit. Juve got back into, but they got a goal back, and then really didn't do an awful didn't do an awful lot. And I, you know, there's a sort of premonition in my mind. I was thinking Juventus get a penalty and they win this late on, but I did not quite imagine how things would go. They did get their penalty, but it was saved, and then Bonucci managed to convert the rebound to make it 2-2. But then, I mean, the final final seconds were were incredible. I left the room thinking that it looked to all the world as if Arcadius Milik had grabbed an incredible win for Juventus right out of the fire in the last minute. He thought he'd won it. He went off stripped to the waist, celebrating it, only for it to be called back. Well, before before it was yep. called back, he was sent yeah, off. Yeah, that's for right. his yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, celebrating. So he got sent off for a goal. Well, as it transpired, a goal that wasn't a goal. So he was celebrating something that effectively in the football records never happened. Um, there, there it was. Bonucci leaned in. To try and head it over the line, it didn't appear to make any contact with the ball, but the referee was called back, looked at it, ruled it out for offside. In the resulting melee, more, I, mean, I, I don't know how many red cards were shown. I think I think at the end of the game, Juve had two sent off, two players sent yeah. off. Salernitana had one player and Allegri also was sent off from uh, the Juve bench as well. Yeah, so, so there were as many red cards as goals yeah, in, exactly. in, in that game. And I mean... We get down to it. I mean, I guess because uh, I did have a quick look before we started recording. You see, you know, obviously you can be offside without touching the ball mm-hmm. if 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 you're deemed to have interfered with play. But I mean, if I was a Juventino, thankfully I'm not. But if I was, I'd be pretty peeved at that decision. I think the thing is, we're used to the one where you know the guy's standing in front of the goalie and he opens his leg or yeah. whatever, and the ball goes through, and you think, well, that's going to be. You know, he's clearly interfered with the goalkeeper's line of sight, but I don't think there was any question. I mean, Seppi was never getting near that header, no matter what Bonucci did. I mean, the only thing was, I say, I suppose you could say he could have got his head to it and then he could have made a save. I, I don't know. I mean, how, how yeah, did you I mean, interpret I, that? Marco? I mean, I, obviously, I found it very amusing. Um, if it was ruled out and, and the, the, the melee that followed, as you say, but. Um, I'm, I, if I like you, if I was a Juventino, I, I would be pretty angry at that decision because um, Bonucci doesn't touch it. The keeper's not getting near it. 
So, yes, he moves in the direction of it. He does try and head the ball, but I don't think he's interfering with play because it's not like he's put a defender off or anything like that. He just happens to be there. Um, I don't think whether he was there or whether he wasn't, it was not going to make any difference to the no, ball going uh, in the back uh, of the net. The only thing I would say is that globally, I think a draw was a fairer result than a, oh, yeah, than a Juventus win, yeah, yeah. You know, especially yeah. in that first half. Salernitana, I mean, I know that... Uh, not Marco's favourite team from what they did to Venezia last season and that the and mid- the season before. The, yeah and the season before he's got a long standing <laughs> grudge against Salernitana but I mean they were, what what I liked about it was they went for it you know they didn't they didn't come to defend against Juve they actually went they played two up front and they really worked the Juve back line hard and I mean you know it, it was they were more than worth their, their lead by half time. And as I say, you know, a, a draw seemed a fairer result. As I say, the way it came about was absolutely hilarious, really. But, you know, the, the draw was probably a favourite result overall. But yeah, no, if I was a Juventino, I'd be, I'd be pretty peeved. I mean, a goal there, just on another matter, sort of bad news through the week for Italy that Bremer appears to have chosen. Brazil yeah. over over Italy. Although he was involved in good and bad in that game because he gave away a penalty and then he scored a cracking header right enough. I, mean, I think he's a player that probably Italy could do with right enough. But uh, I know, I mean, epic, epic stuff. And you know, another the Sunday night ones do seem to be. Maybe it's just in my head, but we do seem to get some good ding dong battles because the rest of the weekend was, you know, so so. Not not all of it was uber entertaining, yeah. I would say, but that was. That was entertaining. I mean, not not maybe even in the terms of fantastic football, but it was just entertaining in terms of the way the way the match unfolded. Really, was made for a, a gripping spectacle. So maybe maybe Juve should go a couple of goals down every weekend just to just to entertain us. I don't I don't know. I know. I mean, we could genuinely talk about that game for the whole podcast, but um, we've I feel we've spoken about Juve more than enough. So I'm going to move on to you. you what you were hinting at there, which was that um, some of the other big teams got their wins that they needed, but they were by the narrowest of margins. Uh, Inter getting the 89th minute winner, same with Napoli, uh, Milan beating Samp 2-1, and we'll come back to that one in a minute. I mean, uh, actually at the top of the table, what we're seeing is is some of the smaller, te- smaller in inverted commas, Teams doing a bit better. Udinese, in particular, are standing out. Yeah, you no, know, ab- absolutely. I mean, it, it 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 doesn't stick in my throat because I, I felt I mean, I, obviously Udinese beat Fiorentina earlier this season, and that wasn't. I didn't. I was quite grudging in my praise of them after that. I thought they were like a a counter attacking team set up with you know big big men and Delufeu, and that was it. Um, but actually, this week. In fairness to them, they had to do more than that because they went behind to Sassuolo um, and and although then Sassuolo had the man sent off and that did obviously ease their task, but nonetheless, you know you know Italian teams can defend with 10 men, 9 men, mm-hmm. make it really difficult, but they, they battered them really and you know they got their, they got their goal with big Beto, one of their many giants and, and then, you know, they were worth, they were worth their win. I like I mean, I do like Andrea Sotil. He's an ex 
Fiorentina player that's in mm-hmm. charge. And I think I don't know if it was a, a commentator I heard say that he looks like like the guy that runs the gym in some kind of nineteen seventies cop <laughs> show. It's true. He yeah. does. He does. You know. He says you put your gloves on, get in there. You know. <laughs> if he did do that, you wouldn't be surprised. And that was. I mean, that was his style as a player. He was he was combative, and you know his team are combative. But he he also had some ability on the ball for a mm-hmm. defender, and that you know he's put a team out now. That was you know the Udinese way for a while has been that I think is to be very resolute and good on the break. Um, but now they've added a bit more to it as well, and you know, and, and fair play to them as I say. I, I, Today's result falls on from a four 0 weapon of Roma, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Which is say that that was more set up for the. But I mean, Roma certainly mm-hmm. were never at the races in that game, mm-hmm. you know. And and you know, if if that's you know the weapons at your disposal are that you've got, as I say, Delfeu makes the whole team tick. But you know, there are there are a string obviously. Udoji, these players, you know, there's a string of good players. They really, you know, uh, as I say, I was not convinced by them against Fiorentina, but I've been, I've been, I've had to kind of eat my words really because they have, they have done well and they've built on it, and they look like a team that, you know, they're certainly going to be tough to break down because they're, they're rugged, they're strong, whatever, and you know, and they are lethal on the break as well and, and today they added as I say another string to their bow I think mm-hmm. that they showed that they could do it when they had to take the initiative and it was you know it was a bit of a, a battering ram but they, they got the job done in the end they were comfortable winners Yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see you know how, how they get on as the season progresses but it's it's always nice to see an, a different team up there uh, even if it is early on in the season um, it makes it makes for a bit of a difference and uh, the the other team that are uh, they were a bit held up this weekend but they have started the season well are Atalanta um, only got a draw against Cremonese this weekend but um, we had questioned whether their sort of period in the spotlight had, had faded slightly given the, the end that they had to the last season but they seem to have started this season pretty well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I want to see hats off to Radu, who actually had quite a good game for Cremonese mm. in that one. I mean, we've we've uh, ridiculed them previously, so it's only fair to give the guy some credit. But yeah, no, Atalanta, I mean, I saw Atalanta pre-season and I actually thought, you know, they're starting to get, I think they're starting to integrate some of the new faces are starting to slot in quite well. I mean, the Coop Miners that they brought mm. last season, but then two or three of the others that they built, this Lukeman looks interesting, Ederson came off the bench, Soppy, I think, started as well today. And it's like he's got his system, Gasparini, like it or dislike it, and they seem to be getting it now. So, you know, that's, that's a big change. I saw he had some, I mean, Gasparini is, Constantly moaning about something, and I saw. I mean, he did exactly the same thing last season, where he said, "You know, the 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 club hasn't given me the players I wanted." Blah blah blah. And then I saw him another thing saying that he had three or four of them were sitting on their phones on deadline day, waiting for a text message to get out of there or whatever. And then Muriel came off today, unhappy at coming off, and he said, "Well, you know, he maybe didn't like it here, but he'd actually play even less if he was playing somewhere else." So you know, he doesn't he doesn't really curry favour with these players. But what he does do is have an identity of how he wants to play, and it's aggressive, in your face football with, with skill as well, you know, because there's some nice players there. And it, it seems to me that actually maybe what we thought was a was a drop off was maybe just a generational change that you know is shifting out some players. Obviously, like Zilicic has gone, who we, we paid tribute mm. to in the past. 
and they seem to bring them in. And now they seem to be getting up to speed um, with with the Gasparini way. And as you say, although today, uh, the weekend, was a setback for them, you know, they, they do seem to be playing some nice stuff and they're going to be another team. And it is refreshing to have different names up there. I mean, I thought at the start of the season maybe it was a, going to be a, a clear split between the haves and have-nots in Serie A, but actually the have-nots have um, have cottoned on pretty quickly and they're making it they're making it tough because you mentioned you know I thought Torino were really good against Inter and if it wasn't yeah. for if it wasn't for the much maligned Samir Handanovic that game could have gone could have gone very differently as well so you know yeah not good to see these teams and they they're you know they're having a go as well which is which is all the better yeah. for 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 the the viewer as well definitely and yeah I, I also mentioned. Um, Milan's narrow win over Samp, which the winner was a penalty scored by Giroud, of course, but um, it was one of a, a few controversial VAR decisions this weekend, uh, one of which, well, both of our teams were involved in some VAR decisions that, that we disagree with. Um, what what would you want to tell people what happened in the Milan game first, and then what you thought of it? Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 in the end, the result was probably fair. But just, Sam seemed to be on the receiving end of a lot of these decisions. I don't know, you know, I don't know what they've done to the powers that the powers that be. I mean, fair enough. It was another it was a VAR penalty that was given by by this stage. Milan, you know, were down to ten men. Leal got sent off, which I think that. In itself was a kind of, I thought that was an odd decision because it was a, a he attempted an overhead kick and kicked someone in the face and I always think the yellow card for that always seems a bit harsh to me because it's not a deliberate. I mean, undoubtedly it was sore for the guy and it was, but mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't. It, it didn't seem like a deliberate. So what's he supposed to do? Just not try and score? Then you've yeah, just no, got to a tricky one, keep your keep your legs down. But I guess he was out of control of his, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And you know, I mean, as I say, I guess it could be. It's annoying because that means now we're going into Milan Napoli's going to be missing two of its protagonists now as he men through injury and Leal through suspension. So that you know that's that's for saying but anyway, looked like Milan might leave some points. Sam got the equaliser having having gone behind and and it looked like Sam were going to get, you know, it'd be much needed points for them because they're they're really struggling. But a, a, you know, a fairly innocuous cross into the box, and the, the thing, the telltale sign for me was, I didn't see. I mean, maybe there's a replay that shows Milan players appealing for it, but it didn't appear like anybody appealed for anything. But then, this was seemingly such a glaring error that a header that went onto the guy's hand from literally two inches away. Well, not literally two inches. That's a slight exaggeration. But you know, from very close range. And that was given as a that was given as a penalty. Now his hand was up, and as I say, Milan, you know, on the balance of play, possibly Milan deserved their win. But still, if I was a if I was a blue cerchiato, another thing I'd be raging at about VAR because it's supposed to be a clear and obvious error. And how clear and obvious can it be if your own team doesn't appeal for it? That that was my feeling on it anyway. Yeah, I mean. I... It's a tricky one because the guy's arm is out there, but yeah. it's one of those ones where it's at point blank range. You wonder what else is it going to do, and is it clear and obvious? I'm not sure. I mean, I, for that one, I can kind of see both sides of it. Um, but as you say, if, if the team isn't even appealing for it, then how clear and obvious is it as an error? Should it be going to be? Uh, probably not yeah, at, that, at I, that stage. I, but. I, I, I struggle. I struggle with that one, as I see. But I, I mean, yeah, I, that that that's it's actually. You know, there's there's 
I've often thought it would be better if you had a system with VR, which was like the the sort of cricket system of you've got three appeals mm-hmm. or tennis or something, yeah, yeah, and you as a team can use them at, at any decision that you want. But um, and if you use them wrongly, then then they're gone, kind of yeah, a thing. So yeah, yeah. in that instance, Milan probably wouldn't have wouldn't have appealed for yeah, one. And, yeah, and, 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 and I'm I mean I'm a naturally anti handball penalty person anyway I'll, I'll put it right out there that the only I mean the one the, the one given against Juventus tonight yeah, I thought that was it because that looked like hand to ball to me I think he panicked and stuck his arm out yeah. and then tried to pull it away again and that, that that to me is fair enough but these ones where somebody jumps up in the air and it's even I know now if they head it onto themselves it's not a handball but you know if somebody blasts it against you from very close range I, I know you're not supposed to have your arm in an incongruous position but you know sometimes we're not robots you know and it does lead mm. to this ridiculous penguin type thing with the hands behind the back but as I say you know maybe Milan and Land deserve to win the game anyway but if I was a if I was a Doriano I'd be peeved but to be honest, I'm peeved anyway as a Fiorentina fan, yeah. which we maybe get on to <laughs> now. We will, because uh, obviously uh, Fiorentina ended up losing to Bologna today, uh, and the, and the winner, um, you felt there was a foul in the in the building. Uh, well, I think anybody that watched football would feel there was a there was a foul in it. You know, the, and and again, this is not to say that you know. I mean, well, I am quite churlish about it but you know I mean fair play Bologna won and you know they had their chances it was a it was a pretty nothingy game to be honest the first half was was very dull you know not a great advert for for Italian football and then eventually Fiorentina did manage to get some nice work from Saponara um, and Martinez Quarta was on hand to to put Fiorentina ahead, and they have to get goals from defenders because their strikers can't score them anymore. So it looked like, but but Fiorentina being Fiorentina, then quickly managed to mess up just a, a, a hopeful overhead hook from Arnautovic, I think, and Igor for whatever reason tried to control yeah, it. it failed. Terrible piece of. It was that. terrible. Failed to control it, and Musabaro finished. Beautifully, you know, all all credit to him, and that was then the the wheels came off for Fiorentina. But it did it did look. I mean, I was ninety nine percent confident that when VAR got involved with the second goal, a, a, a run down the wing, Martinez Quarta's in front of his man. He takes an elbow to the back of the head. He falls over. He he then subsequently crosses it. And and Arnautovic sticks it in the net. Now it was borderline offside as it turned out, but he he was onside. But I didn't think that was what they were looking at. I thought there was a clear foul in the build up. Now they, I know I know they're trying to make the game flow more, try a lighter touch, and that, and you know the, the referee in this game is notorious for letting things. It was Rosati that was in charge, so he was you know he likes to let things go. That's fair enough. But the replays to me, showed an elbow in the back of the head. And I really don't know. I saw um, Fiorentina officials after the game saying exactly the, the same thing, you know, that what is the what is the point of year if that's not a foul? You know, as I say, it's momentum carrying through. Then he got the ball. And, you know, as I say, the, the, but then if we don't give that, we don't give anything really, you know. I mean, I don't know what, what the point was in, in the VAR 
looking at it really. I mean, I don't know, you, you'll have watched it. I mean, I, I know it's a bit maybe one of these Italian ones where they get given all the time, so you expect to get them given. I mean, I say fair enough then if that's, then don't give them all the time. But, you know, we see them given, and I watched the game tonight and I thought there were about eight, nine, ten challenges like that that were all given as, as free kicks. And yet that yeah. one, that one rewatching it wasn't given, you know, and that's, that's the sickening part. I mean, I I only saw, I only saw the highlights of this, and the annoying thing about the highlights is that they don't um, they don't show you the VAR stuff. They they like fly past it. They might show you a quick replay of it, but then just move on. Um, the only thing that I would say about it is that he clearly gets hit in the head by the the guy's arm, but he also it looks to me like he slipped over as well the way he fell i think didn't help the situation no. because it looked like he was kind of going down anyway and i wonder if that's what's played on the on the referee's head but as you say um that sort of challenge in italy would always be a foul normally mm. so and yeah i, I don't know it, it seemed to me um to be Another odd decision by by VAR, and VAR has just proven itself to be as unreliable as referees. So uh, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, of it yeah. Stage? Well, well, I mean, and, and not to drift too far, but I mean, the same. I don't know if you watched the Lecce Monza highlights as well, but yeah. there was another one where the guy seemed to stick his arm out and handball it, and nothing was given. Again, they you know they watched it back and they didn't give it. So I, I think those inconsistencies. I mean, in the end, it is. It's a human that's looking at it. You know, it's not a machine that's interpreting it. So you are going to get different interpretations according to who's in the who's in the booth. But you know, we wanted to. It was meant to eliminate this. As I say, to me, that that today, in in a in a nothingy kind of game, in a game that should have been a draw, probably on balance of plays. Fiorentina were pretty average. Bologna were pretty average. Um, it, but that's that's decided the game. I mean, as I say, I don't know. You know, in the end, they end up if it hadn't been given, who knows? Bologna might have got a goal some other way anyway. But it it, it did it did to me it, it it decided the game. And and you're right. You know that VR was meant to stop us feeling like this, but it hasn't. It's only it's only made me rage. At a, it's given me an, <laughs> another person to rage against. Really, you know. And I, I didn't exactly. I didn't need that. I already had to, I already had enough people to get angry well, about. At, at the risk of continuing this rant against VR, but I'm just going to touch on, yep. on the Venezia game because I don't really want to go on another rant as I did last week. But let, suffice to say that, that although we created more chances today, um, I feel that. We haven't really made much progress, and losing two 0 to Spal kind of shows that some very odd player decisions as well. But um, when it was one 0 uh, in the first half, we got an equaliser, or it appeared so. Poyan Palo uh, actually scored a goal, and it was a nice finish. But he was clearly in an offside position. But what happened was that the the Spal defender had slid in on Connolly. And he slid because of that slide tackle. The ball goes to Poyampalo, and he finishes it. And to me, unless the rule has changed, I thought that that was clearly onside at that point because it's not a pass from. I think it was Connolly that had the ball. It, it was it was the defender playing it into Poyampalo, and he then finished it. Huh. So again, VAR ruling that out seemed very very odd the, the 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 replay they didn't show many replays but the replays that they were didn't suggest that you know the ball had come off Connolly yeah I, through, I, I, so. I don't know because I know that they, like there's sort of rules of phase of play and if a guy you know if he makes a 
at tackle. I mean, it's supposed to help defenders out a bit. You know, if you're there and there's a man standing offside and, and but you know, you jump in um, and play him into play, he will be offside still because, you know, you, you, he's gaining an advantage by being in that yeah. position. But it does sound a bit like, you know, the, that this wasn't the case here. They just, he went to get the ball, it fell to your man and that should be, you know, tough luck. That's that's a that's a goal, you know, I, I don't think it... Don't think I don't know the because I've seen the incident, so it depends. I mean, I know that, mm. that now they talk about phases of play, and, and well, I mean, it, and, could, and, it could be that that, that 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 was because I mean, he was he was clearly like two or three yards uh, offside, even when Conley was in control yeah, of the ball. Yeah. So maybe that that is part maybe, of the maybe that factor of him kind of lunging in to make a tackle or whatever. You know that he, he then set him up. Then suppose he shouldn't get the advantage from standing mm. in an offside and that. In that, those circumstances, I, I don't yeah. know, mind you, if he'd rolled it back to his goalie, then he, you know, he would have, it would have stood, you know. I yeah, mean, I suppose exactly. it's how deliberate it was or whatever is the is the issue. I did see some good news, Marco, though that that Tessman did he get sent off, so he won't he be able to play because so I, I know I know that he's not the, been one the, of your favourite. Yeah, I know he's not been one of your favourite acquisitions. So I did yeah. I did spot that. So at least you know you'll get a week's reprieve from watching him in action, if nothing else. So I suppose. yeah, but after after five in all seriousness, after five games to have four points in Serie B when you've come down from Serie A is pretty abysmal, to be honest, and. Javorčić doesn't. We still don't see. He made some very odd substitutions today. Um, I don't know that he really understands what to do with these players. It's not all his fault. I think we recruited badly in the summer, as I said last week. But um, we play Pisa, bottom of the table, next Saturday. If we don't win that one, then I think he has to go. Otherwise, we're in serious trouble because, um, yeah, if if we can't beat the bottom bottom team that's got one point all season so far then I think I mean I'm predicting you'd be blocked by all Venezia's social media accounts if Pisa win next week I don't think I don't think you'll be able to access any social media run by Venezia if that if that result comes up you get Pisa being abject this season so far I mean I can watch for Tuscan teams results and they've they've really really struggled so you know uh, yeah that would be uh, that could be the clincher that might be the end of the end of Marco Venezia and ever (laughs) Ever being able to correspond with his own with his own team, so fingers crossed that's not the that's not the case that you can manage to get the a, a wee morale boost and win and start to creep back up the table because I don't I don't want too many of these raging additions where we're covering two defeats again. You know that's that's bad news. I know, I know, and and these other good thing about these rants is that they they extend the podcast for everyone <laughs> because we can't we can't stop ourselves. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. Um, uh, I, I was even going to touch on on Napoli's brilliant win in Europe, uh, but uh, I feel we have we have gone over we, time. We have gone one. over time. The only thing I say is that uh, Spezia proved a tougher nut for them to crack than Liverpool. So yeah. clearly, Spezia are superior to Liverpool. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> um, well, uh, thanks for joining us again this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please follow, like, subscribe, tell your friends and all of these things because that always helps. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully, with an edition where at least one of our teams has won. That would be lovely. <laughs>